0: All right, we we got Big Brother Helmer this hour. Welcome to the Plank Show. We're on the road at Cavins, com. So, uh, Joey, I I, I need you to jump in here and talk a little Chiefs with me for a moment because I didn't know if you or Josh realized this, and it kind of blew me away. Patrick Mahomes is the oldest starting quarterback in the AFC playoffs? Is that – how Joey, how is that even humanly possible? Now, part of it does involve injuries, right? And I think even with without an injury, Tua's uh, younger than, than Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if that should worry you guys about how close Mahomes needs to be to retirement, which I'm really pushing for, um, or maybe more than anything else, just how teams are constantly turning over their rosters to try to chase Josh uh, Patrick
1: Mahomes right now. Yeah, that's crazy. And the other thing is, it makes me feel a lot older too. <laughs> I, well, that's it, wow. That's crazy. I, I mean, he he's he's still got so many years in front of him, right? I mean, exactly. Wow, exactly. I, I, guess, I mean, you no, know, I didn't even know that. Honestly,
0: Justin Herbert younger for the Chargers. Trevor Lawrence younger for the Jaguars. Obviously, Skyler Thompson, and then the Buffalo Bills with whichever direction with Josh Allen, Baltimore, any of the directions they go are all younger than Patrick Mahomes and, and Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. How, how did we get to this point where Patrick Mahomes is the oldest freaking quarterback in the AFC playoffs as well? But I got to ask, how do you like the draw? How do you like the way things played out? Are you confident that we're going to see the chiefs in the AFC championship game again this year? Yeah.
1: I mean, all things considered, obviously in, you know, Josh and I have talked about this at length, and uh, I honestly would have been okay. It, look, I understand they had to, to come up with what would be the fairest of all situations for every team involved, but I, I would have been just fine if they would have awarded Buffalo the number one overall seed. Um, I I think with what they did this season, I mean, obviously they, they beat the Chiefs, and so – um, I would have been okay with that, but um, obviously, <laughs> as a Chiefs fan, you have to feel really good uh, getting to buy, um, given how everything turned out, so uh, yeah, we'll see, and I I mean, I, I've had the Chiefs versus the Bills in the AFC Championship all, the entire season, and um, I, I mean, it just feels like uh, that's Kind of in a collision course for that to be the case. We'll see if the Bengals have something to say about that. I mean, they're playing really, really uh, well down the stretch of the season. So, well, obviously <laughs> played in the Super Bowl last year, so uh, they could have something to say about that. But yeah, ab- absolutely. Get, I mean, you couldn't feel better about what the Chiefs' situation is going into the playoffs.
0: All right, boys, let's have a roundtable here. We got breaking news in college football, not involving OU, but involving Oklahoma State. Uh, and I appreciate Off the Air Comfort Solutions text line uh, who, who sent this from the 405. So it's been an offseason of defections for the Cowboys, right? Now, according to a report from Brandon Marcello, their defensive coordinator is stepping down after one season, Derek Mason is stepping down to step away from college coaching. So, Joey, uh, I, I know that, you know, you talk to our buddies over at uh, the Oklahoma State site, and obviously we have friends beyond just, you know, the the, the website that cover this team. What, what in the world is going on in Stillwater now at this late juncture? They're hunting for a new defensive coordinator?
1: That is the question right there. I, I think... <laughs> That's the million-dollar question. What is going on in Stillwater? I mean, something is is up right now because there is just too much of an exodus. And, wow, I mean, the timing of this thing. Now now you're looking for a new defensive coordinator as well as all the players that you've lost. And so, um, yeah, I think I'm as puzzled as anyone else is. And I'll have to make some calls to our guys up there to see mm. if they can Shed so many light on what's going on right now.
0: Um, Josh, does that surprise you? To see yet another defection this time in the coaching ranks?
2: Yeah. Uh, just the, the timing of it, I think, is a little bit surprising. But uh, it just feels like right now, man, everything at Oklahoma State, it's, it's a little bit of a house on fire.
0: I'm shocked, man. I'm absolutely shocked. But – Now, you add into it, I don't know what this means for potentially more defections, Joey. I don't know what this potentially means for, you know, maybe where they're going to go with a defensive coordinator. But I just – I guess you could be really pie in the sky and say, well, Jim Leonard is still out there, uh, which would be a hell of a get. But, I mean, at this juncture, this is – this just seems surprising that Derek Mason would go through all the things that truly suck, I think, about coaching. You have to go through the portal conversation. you got to go through the recruiting. you got to start looking ahead to 2024. You're still working on guys at the end of that 23 class. You're fighting to keep guys around. And 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 then just literally in the turn of the new year, you step away. This is shocking stuff right now to me, in my
1: opinion. It really is. And, I, I mean, you're kind of – continuing to count the amount of times that in recent days you have been shocked with with what's going on in Stillwater. And so, I mean, this is just really – you're adding another one to the list right now.
0: Yeah, unreal. Okay, so that's one farewell. Are we getting ready to pin another farewell? Joey, you wrote an article at OUinsider.com about Zach Selman. Looks like he's the leading candidate for Mississippi State. I think sometimes that, you know, we don't realize the impact that people beyond just an AD and a coach have. And I think in, in Zach Selman's role, he is an incredible fundraiser. He's an incredible person. He's well-known. He he's, he's funny. He's popular. He he's got that look that you want in which he's, he's very presidential in in how he handles his business. I, I, I hate to see Zach Selman go, but in the same vein, I think he wants to go prove that he can be an athletic director Uh, Is this looking pretty much like a slam dunk now that he's on his way to Mississippi State?
1: Yeah, a a couple of things here. Um, I, I first off, don't think Mississippi State could make a better hire. Uh, I mean, uh, this would be an absolutely home run hire for them and uh, their athletic department. And uh, It's at a time that, that as I understand it, um, there's some stuff going on at Mississippi State and good opportunities. I think they're – Uh, fixing to uh, maybe renovate their basketball arena, if I read that right. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that comes to mind for me is that, and this is more of a long-term look, uh, I wonder that obviously, I mean, he's had great experience at at 37 years old working under Joe C for uh, more than a decade now. But I wonder if uh, working and running, uh, his own athletic department, if you will, would set him up in the future uh, to potentially succeed Joe Castiglione uh, when that time comes. So uh, those are a couple of things that immediately come to mind. But, yeah, you, I mean, Mississippi State could not go a better direction than um, what they would uh, do with Salmon And uh, by all reports, it sounds like he's visiting Mississippi State today to um, – maybe perhaps finalize this deal
0: you know uh, Joey Josh and I have talked about it a lot today and I, I I can't help but wonder with so many viewing right either correctly or incorrectly Zach is kind of the next guy uh, at Oklahoma when and if Joe C decides to step away could we view this as some good news and maybe a potential Joe C retirement is much further down the road than maybe some anticipate
1: you know what and that's I guess part that I hadn't necessarily, you know, I was asked about this and uh, about the length of Castiglione and the rest of his career, and I, I hadn't, I guess, went fully into it that, yeah, maybe that's a part of it, too, is like it, if he was going to hang around and things were imminent for uh, Joe C to call it quits here and uh, everything, that maybe Selma would stick around. But, yeah, they, I guess could be a part of it. Um, it's a bit of good news for for Oklahoma fans. I mean, you look at Oklahoma and its athletic department, and um, I, I don't like to use the word that often, but it's unprecedented what this athletic department has done, is doing, and has done. Uh, the amount of success—I uh, mean, you just go look at uh, all the different sports that they're. Um, really not just good at, but elite. And so, uh, yeah, it, it it's good news anytime you can think about uh, Joe C. remaining in this role as long as possible. So,
2: shifting to the transfer portal for Oklahoma, Walter Rouse was a name that, uh, at the offensive tackle position, Stanford offensive tackle transfer, winds up picking Nebraska over both Oklahoma and Iowa. That's – you know, a swing and a miss, I guess, for Oklahoma. But generally speaking, it's been a busy transfer portal season for Oklahoma. We've seen recent – a couple more recent defensive uh, ads for Oklahoma out of the portal. What do you make of what Oklahoma's done now that uh, there's a couple more ads for Oklahoma out of the transfer portal?
1: I think they've done really well here. I mean, they have – you know, they brought in – A lot of, we were talking about the recruiting class and, you know, the depth of it, obviously they have high-end talent and they filled needs in the recruiting class. They filled needs in the transfer portal as well. Uh, Those defensive line, obviously Trace Ford, one of those guys, and um, I just feel like they have went out and got some of the positions that... Uh, they've needed and they've done really well. The, the volume of guys that they've been able to get and, um, it has been really good. I think as well, you know, you have to be consistent about it. David Aguayku was a, a big enter uh, for the transfer portal that uh, will be outgoing uh, the other day, so that needs to be mentioned as well. But, yeah, uh, Oklahoma has done really a good job here. Um, they, they needed a receiver, got that in Andrell Anthony the other day, uh, given the Marvin Mims news. So uh, they, they've definitely done some good things here, for sure. Hey,
0: uh, speaking of that, and, and Joey Helmer is with us, OUinsider.com, we'll let you go after this. Um, final thought. What has been your reaction to the Igwebu leaving? Are you surprised by it? I I guess from my perspective, it's been pretty wild to see how – You know, some people are really shocked by it and others are just maybe celebrating it, which I think led to the tweets that Danny Stutzman and others sent out. But what's kind of been your reaction and what have you seen?
1: Yeah, it's, you know, I continue to almost be not surprised by some of the stuff that I hear. I mean, (laughs) this is a, in a way, is a veteran guy that has, played in a lot of big games for Oklahoma and had some key plays. And so, um, I mean, it, this this is a big loss. I, I think it's fair to say that. And uh, Danny Stutzman's tweet certainly indicates, you know, it's not all about production. Sometimes the stuff that we don't see behind the scenes is just as important as what we see out there on Saturday. And it's clear to me that he was, uh, quote-unquote, locker room guy. And that's just as important sometimes as guys getting out there and making plays. And, oh, by the way, he was productive. So um, the amount of fans <laughs> that uh, were like, well, I guess it's, yeah, it's good. He's good. It's it's good that he's moving on. Uh, you know, that's really not necessarily the case here. So, uh, But I'm, yeah. I'm never surprised to see those kinds of things. Um, it just... Uh, before going into a major soapbox, I mean, it's uh, it, it's not good news that he's leaving, but um, I do think that Oklahoma has, I mean, you bring in DeSama Callow, a ton of other guys that we've talked about in the transfer portal. So um, they've done well overall. I don't think there's anything to complain about.
0: There, right, buddy. Appreciate you, Joey. Have a great weekend. Enjoy a bye week for your Chiefs, and we'll talk to you again next Thursday.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good day.
0: Joey Hummer, OUInsider.com. So, okay, let, let's real quick hash this out before the break, and I know we're up against it. We'll hit the top five stories of the day when we come back. But you uh, – yeah, I have had a bunch of people send the tweet that Derek Mason sent out, uh, Bruce Feldman reporting taking a sabbatical. You know, sometimes – I've said this a lot. I said this with Bob Stoops. Sometimes there's not more to the story. Sometimes it's just time. Now, after one year and after going through everything, you know, that Derek Mason went through, I would imagine he's probably set pretty well financially, so he doesn't have to coach, but he's making it seem like it was all his decision, so maybe it's just a coincidence in the timing. But it does seem to pile on more, I hate to use the word content, but more bad news for Oklahoma in an off Oklahoma State that's been an off season of constant bad
2: news. Yeah, and again, the timing of it is so curious. Why not wait one week to make this announcement after this first transfer portal window closes? With Oklahoma State going through what it's going through, which is, you know, exit stage left, exit stage left, exit stage left. Why not wait one week before you make this announcement? I, that part of it, I think, is a little curious.
0: By the way, speaking of speaking of breaking news that I've missed uh, over the last 30 minutes, they're going to play Bill's Chiefs in Atlanta? It,
2: yeah, if it comes to that.
0: Odd. Okay. We'll take a timeout when we come back. It's time for the top five stories of the day, brought to you by Newcastle Casino right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. I was working. I saw my man Seth Oliveris was kind enough to include me on a list of softball follows.
2: Which, I mean, come on. You're the voice of softball. you got to be on that list.
0: I would hope so. I would be very bitter if I was not. And I was putting together my list of people that I like to follow, and I quickly realized one of the guys that I like to follow I wasn't following. So what do I – I mean – uh, how am I seeing so much of his stuff? <laughs> I can't. Well, he, he think it's weird? I don't know. Do people have notifications on when someone follows them? If I include them on that list and I guess I hadn't been following them? I did find out something, though, Josh. Apparently, either I went through and when I unblocked and unmuted everyone on my Twitter timeline – I must have unfollowed a few people because I found out I wasn't following Tattoo Baker, so I didn't get the news about Lincoln Riley in Arizona. So I had to fix that rather quickly. Um, I've I found out that I'm not I'm not following some of my my guys in softball that I regularly like to follow.
2: You do like if you start going through and doing the the rapid this or that, you kind of have to be careful. I think because that's what happened. You will accidentally you know unfollow someone.
0: Maybe that's me. Maybe that's what happened. Sorry, Tom Canterbury, but I'll give you a shout-out here. All right, uh, did you say before, let's do this. Let's adjust on the fly. Short segment here, top five stories of the day coming up. Full run. Full run because they got a lot to get to, including the breaking news with Derek Mason stepping away from coaching. Oklahoma State needs a defensive coordinator. The breaking news with Kevin Warren taking a job with the Bears. So the Big Ten needs a new commissioner. We, we need some time for our top five stories today, while we also track the Zach Selman and Mississippi State rumors. So before we, we, we get into the top five, you want to get our man Benny in here? Let's do that. Yes.
3: Benny, welcome to the show. What's going on? Gentlemen, good morning. Hey, What's a couple up, Benny? of questions and a comment. Uh, the, when's the softball team going to start their season? I know it'll be probably sometime next month, but uh, I'd like to know the schedule. I know you all will be giving it sooner or later, and I enjoy listening to the games. And hopefully my wife and I can get ESPN Plus where she can watch it. We're both big softball fans. And uh, next one was, hey, I enjoyed your broadcast last night at a basketball game. You were quite excited there, weren't you, my brother?
0: Uh, I love that team. Um, they're fun. I told you guys, I warned everyone early in that game that it was going to be very extra because it was my first one. So next Wednesday night, we'll be a little bit more dialed back. We'll be a little bit more calm and under control, but being the first one last night, I was out of my mind, fired up. And I'll tell you what, um, I've got to find the video and it, I, I don't ever want to hear the call because I saw it coming. And they called Oklahoma on a. It was this was in the first half. They called Oklahoma Benny for a charge, which might have been one of the worst flops I've ever seen in my life. And, and I really, Josh, we got to find this audio because I literally saw it coming, and I was like, pass ahead. I'm like, don't call that. Don't are you? And that's literally the whole. That's my play by play call. How can you call that? I mean, this Texas Tech was a, a flopping
3: machine. Last
0: night, and Oklahoma got dinged a couple of times. But yes, Benny, I was other, a little out of my mind last night.
3: My other comment is the uh, OU girls play Kansas this uh, this yes. uh, this weekend. I think at two o'clock. The head coach of Kansas is a, a third cousin of mine. His dad, Bob, coached at at High School in Texas, in North Texas. Won several championships out of West West Texas, out of Canyon. Bob Snyder. Really? That's pretty mm-hmm.
0: interesting. Huh. Look at that. Thanks for the phone call. So, Brandon yeah. Schneider,
3: yeah. tight yeah. with
0: uh, with Benny. All right,
3: well, Benny. and on the realities, but uh, you know, Bob, he's got a brother, Bill. Uh, Brandon is the son of Bob, and his uncle is Bill, and his uh, his uh, his mother is uh, Bob's mother is. Uh, uh, my my aunt's daughter.
2: That's too much to mine. follow. <laughs>
3: wow. Okay, <laughs> I, have, but, I have no idea. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, but, your phone call. He's, uh, Bob is quite a coach out there at West this. Texas. I mean, he won several NA, uh, national I, championships. I, out Benny, appreciate it. we
2: got to run. Hey, okay. have a I good got... one. I
3: appreciate right, it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, keep me up, uh, updated on the softball when they start, oh. brother. Thank-
0: okay. Let me give you the Sorry. softball schedule.
3: <laughs> Sorry.
0: I think – I think one of my new favorite things in listening to Stern is whenever he quickly gets mad. Like he can't take calls anymore because he's like, I- I'm getting nervous right now. I, I got to move on. That reminded me. And Benny, I say this with peace and love and I hope you take it that way. Of Conversations that I would have when my grandma would be trying to lay out how we're related to someone. And, Cause she would call me and i miss her and i do i'd give anything i'd give anything on this planet to be able to call my grandma right now and to be able to hear her sit there and talk for five minutes to lay out to me how i should know who pam green you know pam green pam's cousin is jeremy jeremy is your second cousin they're related to becky and tommy you know pam green <laughs> So it was that was uh,
2: entertaining, though you have to say. I
0: was I was trying to follow it. I lost it pretty quick. Now, on the TV side of things, I believe Benny, and trust me, the softball peeps will be out to correct me rather quickly. The softball uh, peeps have a pretty good feeling on a majority of what the TV coverage is going to look like. Um, I don't think it should should surprise anyone that when ESPN really cranks up its TV, there's going to be a lot of of Oklahoma Sooners softball. And we should go ahead and add, once the Sooners get home, ESPN Plus will have a majority of the games, right? So when you're thinking about, at least from my understanding, like the OU tournament, which starts on March 3rd, that's probably going to be all ESPN Plus on that Friday at 3 o'clock, uh, the, the showdown with, with Kentucky, I think you're going to see a lot of ESPN+. Plus. But here's the bad news. Y'all are still going to have to have a Flow Softball subscription. Just saying.
2: Plank, why are you doing this? Why are you Mark, doing this? Mark Campbell
0: and the Mary Nutter will both be Flow Softball events. So, Biddy, when I know more – when I know more, don't. I will definitely pass it along. <laughs> that last text message was fantastic, but right now I don't know. I, I don't know, and I think, you know, we are, uh, we're counting down. We're we're a couple weeks away from you know softball. You you realize we're a couple. <laughs> January tends to fly by. Uh, tends to fly by. Um, but we're 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 getting close. We are exactly. F- I said a couple weeks. We're four weeks away from the opener. And a month from today, it'll be Oklahoma and Duke. OU versus Sid Romero, who's the hitting coach at Duke. Here we go. All right, top five stories of the day coming up next. We'll get you caught up in all the news of the day, including the kind of tough portal news for Oklahoma, where at least what you would consider one of the more prominent offensive line names in the portal Walter Rouse deciding to go to Nebraska. We'll keep tabs on it and bring it to uh, all the latest news and extra right here on the ref. All right, final hour of the Plank Show from Cavens Construction 24 7 365 emergency water extraction. Just a call away. And that phone number 405 573 3048 in Tulsa, 918 282 7612. You learn more at Cavens Construction. Com. Are you ready for the top five stories of the day, Josh? Let's do this thing. All right. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Here we go.
2: It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you
1: by Newcastle Casino.
2: Newcastle Casino, where real
0: gamers play. Let's go, man. All right, Newcastle Casino. Online at newcastlecasino.com. Best reels in the metro are E-E-L. All right, big story number five. Number five. Kevin Warren is no longer the commissioner of the Big Ten. He has accepted a job to become the president of the Chicago Bears, many feel uh, as uh, I think who who would – who do we give initial credit to this from from the show? I think we give initial credit to this to TJC22 on Twitter who pointed out that Kevin Warren looks like he could be the next commissioner of the NFL and what better way to kind of acclimate yourself over the next four to five years than to be the president of a football team. So that leaves a massive vacancy in the big 10. Keep an eye on names like Kevin Weiberg, uh, Eric Shanks over at Fox. You know what? Someone had texted in earlier to the show that says openings like this always make me nervous whenever you, you see things with, with Joe C and his name attached to it. But Remember, Joe C.'s right-hand man, Zach Selman, according to reports, is in line to be the next athletic director at Mississippi State. Now, if you want more on that, we spent the better part of the second segment of Hour 1. And just uh, to save those who are with us for all three hours today, you can find it on the podcast page. Simply search KREF, however you consume podcasts, or go to kref sports, no kref.com. We're at kref sports on Twitter uh, at kref.com where you can find the podcast from hour number one to two. We talk in depth about what Zach Selman means to Oklahoma, how much it would suck to see him go. And of course, maybe what it might mean for the future uh, at the athletic directorship at Oklahoma. So big story. Number five, though circles back Kevin Warren off to the NFL. Josh, in a nutshell, in your opinion, does this mean, the Big Ten, and goes goes out and finds an expansionist, or do they find someone that's happy where they are
2: at 16? <laughs> I, I have no idea. That's a, a great question. That is the question. I, I think I lean they find somebody that's happy where they're at because I, I get the impression that that's probably where most of the presidents and ADs are at in the Big Ten unless there's Notre Dame involved in, i think they're just kind of like hey let's not keep splitting this pie up
0: right right um what's the sense that you get at hawkeyeswire.com do you want to expand or no
2: well look i'm always for expansion <laughs> now, I, let me
0: rephrase that iowa fans i should say
2: they they don't want expansion they, okay they're they they were not happy with usc and ucla But wouldn't you be excited about
0: like USC coming to? I, I, okay, let's see. We, we don't need
2: to fight. No, that they fight. they don't <laughs> think that USC or UCLA culturally fit. They don't gotcha. care about the cash angle to it. They weren't happy with uh, Rutgers coming okay. in either. So it's you know for long-standing Big Ten members, there's we've jumped the shark, right? Okay. They, they feel like it just doesn't make sense. They don't care about the finances side to it. Mm. All right, Um,
0: I got two non-NFL football uh, national notes in big story number four. Number four. One of them involves Carlos Correa, whom officially now is a Minnesota twin. Now, this has got to be one of the top five weirdest free agency sagas I followed, but Correa who was rose to fame with the Astros, who was with the Twins last year, signed a massive free agent deal with the Giants. They backed out, signed a massive free agent deal with the Mets. They backed out, and somehow ended up back with the Twins. One thing
1: I learned throughout the whole process was that doctors have a difference of opinions. Um, I had a lot of doctors uh, tell me that I was fine. Um, I had a lot of doctors. I have some doctors that said it wasn't so fine. I
0: feel that in my bones. Yes. Agreed. Here's what Scott Boris had to say. This scenario is about a large separation in the orthopedic community about functional fitness and clinical exam. I got to learn about that. Functional fitness, clinical exam. That sounds like a boring as all get out podcast for some that I would eat up like crazy. (laughs) Where do the athletic train? Where's Andy Pigeon when I need her? Where's Mara? Come make me smart. Boy, Scott Boris knows how to spin just about anything, doesn't he? And the twins here are the smart people. All right, I don't know. Do you have anything on Korea to add? We, we're just glad the saga's over.
2: Boy, it was a saga, though, wasn't it?
0: Spent an entire radio show on it on Mad Dog one time. Also, uh, something near and dear to my heart, me personally, Kevin Harvick retired. One of the great drivers in NASCAR history, he replaced Dale Earnhardt in the three, which became the 29 GM Goodrich Chevrolet, which then, of course, Kevin expanded his portfolio and grew his career when he became one of the first drivers for Stuart Haas Racing, first big name drivers outside of Tony, and then the four car. Uh, announced his retirement at the end of the 23 season. And between Kevin Harvick announcing his retirement, Josh, and the official adios letter from Derek Carr, um, I might have a good sports cry whenever I watch. The By the way, the video from Kevin Harvick, I'm not going to lie, it kind of gets you. And then all of a sudden at the end of it, he cracks a bushlight like tall boy. And you're like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fell in love with Kevin Harvick as a driver. They had a reality show. That they did, and I want to say it was like on—I uh, don't know why—I want to say it was like on A and E or something, but it was him and his wife and his father-in-law. and It was then when they first started the the truck team, and whenever I think they hadn't even had a kid yet. It's 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 old, but it kind of tells you what Kevin Harvick is all about. So, those are my two non-kind of mainstream stories here for the the ref today. Kevin Harvick announcing his retirement at the end of this year. Carlos Correa is now a Minnesota Twin. All right, let's get back to football. Big story number three. Number
2: three. Number three.
0: Number three. All right, a lot of NFL stuff, a lot of NFL stuff. Sean McDermott talked about the latest involving DeMar Hamlin. His health
3: and, and uh, well-being is, is number one as far as that goes. feel really good about where that is, though, and, and the fact that he's home and with his parents. And, you know, for us as DeMar's dad, as Said to us multiple times, and Damar has mentioned as well, it's, you know, they want us to go do our job, and, and that's what we've got to do. Um, there you go. It's all you could ask
0: for, right? This situation that two weeks ago we thought we might be talking about, a guy losing his life on the field, has been one of the more incredible comeback stories we've seen involving DeMar Hamlin and the Bills. Now, Buffalo will not have to worry about Tua on Sunday. Mike McDaniel made
1: this announcement. As of today, Tua has not been cleared by doctors to resume football activities on the field with his teammates. So because of that and because of the time that it, he's missed, I can rule him out for Sunday.
0: And what about Skylar Thompson?
1: As a result, we will be approaching the game today, the Wednesday game, as Skylar Thompson as our starting quarterback.
0: Hmm.
1: He so sounds pumped, pumped about it. it. Yeah, he's, I was going to say <laughs> –
2: Sounds really happy about it.
0: As of now, as of today, Skylar Thompson's the guy. Josh Helmer, are you ready for the summer of Aaron Rodgers?
2: I feel like we've done this song and dance before. I feel like we need to find some old shows. I'm not ready for it. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. But uh, giddy up. Here we go. And I still think he's going to be back in Green Bay.
0: I do, too. Um, And I think I've just done a 180 from what I said the other day where I thought he was going to retire. But here's what Steve Young said.
2: What he's contemplating is a really difficult
0: thing, and and people have no idea that haven't been there and felt that and have to deal with it. And I always tell people the next day you're at the bottom of a cliff in a a broken sack of bones, and then you got to stand up and start doing something different. But it's never going to be the same. It'll never be as all-encompassing, every bit of yourself poured out every week, there's nothing like it, and that's why Rogers. I mean, the, Aaron's sitting on that spot, looking over the cliff going, I don't want to fall down there. I don't want to go there. I don't – and that's – to me, I, I I just really viscerally feel him. Yeah, and that, that was an odd place in that clip, so thank you, Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the
2: editing there was uh, a little gosh, curious.
0: What are you people doing? I mean, listen, we play spots for the right to carry these things. You know, I, <laughs> um, I, I put yesterday – Uh, Wait, hold on. On the 10th. So the 10th was actually Tuesday. That I had Aaron Rodgers retiring and you had him staying for Green Bay. So here on January 12th, I am already flipping to, I think think Aaron is going to stay and play in Green Bay another year. But here's the other side to this before we get on to big story number two. Does Green Bay want him? Is Green Bay in a situation now with after what they saw from Jordan Love where they gotta figure out what they've got and maybe be able to get some draft resources from I don't know a team like the Raiders, a team that might be pretty quarterback hungry right now. I don't know. But I have done a one hundred eighty now. I firmly believe, Josh Elmer, that Aaron Rodgers is back with the Buccaneers. All right, back with the Packers, which means I've already changed my mind twice in the span of three days. All right, big story number two. Number two. Last night was a fun night in West Texas as the Oklahoma basketball team went on the road and beat Texas Tech. Um, And, in fact, in doing so, they improved a 4-1 on the season. And with Baylor losing at home to Oklahoma State, there is now a four-way tie atop the Big 12 on the women's side of the bracket. Sooners win in Lubbock, 89 to 79. Here's a little bit. I don't know where this starts, so I'm sure I'm saying something dumb and corny and cheesy. But here's a little bit of my post-game with Coach Paranchek and uh, one Anna Yanusa. <sighs> Oklahoma wins it tonight by final score of 89 to 79. It's time for a game conversation with Ginny Bronchek. Ana Yanusa has joined us as well. Anna, congratulations. Got to feel pretty good tonight, right, with that uh, performance? Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah, really, she's tired, clearly.
0: <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I I grabbed Liz Scott, too. And obviously tonight, yeah. Coach Bronchek, just a complete team effort. You said you wanted to see this team come out and have fun, and it looked like they did.
3: You know, I thought we came out of the gates. I thought we, we came out really strong really fun Um, and then I think you know obviously they scrapped their way back into it um, and then it was a game and it was a great game for women's basketball it was a great environment uh, and just so proud of um, of this team. I just couldn't be more proud. I thought I thought Anna continues just to do some amazing things for us uh, defensively and also, you know, just her movement on offense. She continues to do great things. But I, I, I could not agree with you more that this was definitely a team effort, especially when you have the 26 assists.
0: Uh, I've been to – I was trying to do the math last night. I think I've been to five of the last six trips that OU has made to Lubbock. Maybe it's four, of the last five, somewhere in there. That was the best environment they've had for a game. It was great. Now it wasn't packed, and I'm sure if you watched on ESPN Plus, you saw empty seats. But uh, it was it was a great crowd, and Oklahoma overcame it, got a win. So now this weekend we need you all at the LNC because it's a fun doubleheader: OU men versus West Virginia at 11 a.m followed by the OU women against Kansas at 2 p.m. Kansas, by the way, pretty good. They're ranked ahead of Oklahoma in the net rankings. This will be a fun one on Saturday. You can get the four-for-40 deal, which is four tickets to two games of your choice. Simply go to Soonersports.com hoops, Soonersports.com hoops, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Let's put a wrap on this edition of the Plank Show by talking a little portal. Again, the breaking news of this hour. Derek Mason is stepping down as a defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. So the Cowboys will be looking for a new D.C. It's the Plank Show. All right, uh, you want let me roll through some of these that I favorited in the last three minutes we've got here. Again, the big portal news of the day is that Oklahoma missed out on offensive lineman Walter Rouse. So a couple of wide receivers, still perceived targets. Rouse chooses Nebraska. And I think, you know, the, the big news about Derek Mason leaving Oklahoma State is interesting. Here is, here's a quick thought on this from Chapstick, who writes, is Gundy trying to ruin his legacy? Maybe to make it easier for the next guy? Logan, excuse me, Mason didn't do a great job, but he kept his side of the ball together this offseason mostly. The entire offense left. And that's Gundy's side of the ball. I, I, I don't know what to make of this. Like I said, I I know this sounds crazy in our time of conspiracy theories, and there's always got to be more to the story. Sometimes there just isn't. Sometimes a guy's just done. Uh, for the 405, why apologize for flow softball? Get it today and watch the Chili Bowl tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. Then you're set for the three-peat. I miss the Chili Bowl, guys. I was begging to go, but I gotta, I gotta get home. I was gonna go Friday and Saturday, but I gotta go home. Plank, um, can we start a NASCAR segment every Monday after the season starts, at least for the Daytona Five Hundred? Yes. Um. For the three one six, OU women's basketball is so much fun to watch. People are really missing out by not coming to games. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um. And from South Dakota sooner, or sooner. With David Agwebu leaving OU, that has to come down to the coaches saying that his job isn't going to be a given. So that should tell the fans that the younger kids are on his heels and ready to play. I don't think anyone is told their starting job's a given, but I think I get what you're getting at. Is that proper English, Josh? I get what you're getting at.
2: Anyway, have a great rest of your day. You got any shows tonight we need to promote, Josh? Nope. I am uh, just hanging out tonight, my friend, and I hope you have a great rest of your day as well.
0: I'm riding tonight, so it'll be a big ridering night. We'll be at the Noble, Lloyd Noble Center tomorrow. For Josh, I'm playing man and Thune at Noon or next.